Alright man, welcome to Crow 777 Radio. This is episode 177. Crow is taking a very well-deserved break for a few days, so I'm going to be stepping in momentarily just to lead you guys into this episode with Dr. Lena. This was recorded a little while ago, and we didn't know exactly what episode number it was going to be, so we made a note of it in the actual episode that we'll let you know in the intro what episode number this is. So anyway, there's some fantastic information from Dr. Lena on holistic medicine and all the things that that entails. We get seriously in-depth with things, and Dr. Lena is absolutely a treasure to humanity. I cannot say enough wonderful things about that man, and I sincerely hope that you get something wonderful from this episode, just as Crow and I did. Also, we are doing an event on October 20th, 2019 in New York City. We are calling it Shoot the Moon NYC. Tickets are available for $30 right now at eventbrite.com. Just look it up. The little mini conference we're doing includes John Brisson, Wayne McCroy, Mark Devlin, a showing of Shoot the Moon, and then I will absolutely be there, and almost certainly Crow will be making an appearance as well. I hope you join us. It would be amazing to meet as many of you as possible. Cheers, man. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. We're not sure what the episode number will be here yet. Uh, we have Dr. Franco Lena back by popular request. Uh, so many followers and and people from YouTube sent me emails. Uh, people in the United States are becoming very desperate with the medical care they're getting. Uh, so many reports of people showing up for this, that, or the other thing and being handed pharmaceuticals and not resolving the, the issues that they are seeking medical attention for. But anyhow, welcome, Jason. Well, hello. Let's do this again. Yeah, let's do this again. Um, I was really looking forward to getting as much of Dr. Lena recorded as we could. And there's been real demand um, for people who are so interested in homeopathy, which is what we're going to be covering today. Anything you want to talk about before we jump in with Dr. Lena, Jason? Seeing as how we don't know the time schedule of this episode, let's just jump right into it. All right, let's do that. Welcome, Dr. Lena. Hi there, everybody. Here I am. In Philadelphia, yeah. Philly, United States of America. Glad <laughs> so to be here. The, the recording will be a little bit better this time. Last time you were in Italy, but you're actually here with family this time. Yep. So, Dr. Lena, I know that hour one, we're going to cover specifically what homeopathy is. Um, yep. So, I'll let you just lead the way in here. All right. So, first of all, I'm so glad to be here. I want to thank all of you guys all over the States and Canada and United Kingdom, because it gave me the chance to share holistic medicine, quantum medicine, homeopathy. I was telling you before that I've been doing this since 1974, which is 44 years ago. I had my own school of holistic medicine for over 20 years in Italy. So I'm glad to be here. Let's talk about homeopathy, or we should say homeopathic medicine, because homeopathy is not philosophy. It's a medicine. It's a way to treat people, but it's a holistic way. That's why I love it. Homeopathy was born in 1826 in Germany, 
by a medical doctor, a German doctor, Samuel Hahnemann. He was the first who discovered the laws of homeopathy. Homeopathy belongs to holistic medicine, as I told you, and homeopathy has a psychosomatic approach to the person and to its totality. What do I mean? Homeopathy is not treating just the symptoms. Homeopathy wants to take care of the totality from the Greek word holos, which means total. So homeopathy is a way to treat the total in you, your totality. Also your symptoms, of course, but not only your symptoms. So let's talk about numbers. Homeopathy is well spread all over the world. It is not philosophy, it's real science. In Europe, homeopathy is pretty popular. For instance, in Italy, as I told you before, 11 million people are taking regularly homeopathic remedies. 11 millions. Unbelievable. And the Italian National Board of Medical Doctors has published a list of the doctors who are authorized to practice homeopathy three years ago. So Italian homeopathic doctors, as long as they are listed in the list, they are allowed to practice homeopathy. And I am the director of this commission in my hometown. I live near Venice. So, Franco, let me jump in here. Does that mean that the powers that be in Italy are actually, I don't know the word I'm looking for, licensing or approving? Approving. Um, approving. So yeah. so the mainstream is giving you the thumbs up to practice yeah. homeopathy. Yeah. Yes. You have, you've got to be a medical doctor first. You have to show your diplomas. And a special commission will tell you whether you are in the list or not. And that's very good because when a patient wants to be treated with homeopathy in Italy now, he knows if the doctor is really specialized or not. So Italy um, is not bad as far as homeopathy is concerned. I specialized at the University of Milan in 81 with a thesis, a thesis about homeopathy. And that's unbelievable. But I did. So... That's as far as Italy is concerned. Well, wait a minute. You were, if I'm not mistaken, you were the first person to put a thesis forward. And typically, a homeopathic thesis or a naturopath thesis was not really acceptable to the medical yeah. establishment. But if I understand yes. correctly, what you did was a scientific double-blind yes, study that's that it. could not be ignored. So can that's you tell it. us a little about that? It was a thesis about homeopathy using statistics method. And my, the result was that the homeopathic remedy was far out much more uh, useful than the placebo. And that was 81. So uh, in France, for instance, 55,000 medical doctors are specialized in homeopathy. Wow. In France, 
you can find homeopathy in maternity ward, pediatric ward, even vets. Veterinaries use a lot of homeopathy with cats, dogs, horses, cows, even chicken. In the maternity wards, so many doctors, as you just stated, practicing homeopathy, does that mean that those children are not being inoculated? Um, are those children coming into the world in a more natural way? No, no. The hospital is just like in the States. I see. But the homeopathic doctor is present. And so whenever it's necessary, he can give a homeopathic remedy to the mother or to the child. I see. But the hospital is a public hospital, just like in the States. It is not a homeopathic hospital. We understand. In, in France, many, many hospitals have homeopathic doctors present, but not just a homeopathic hospital, just for homeopathy. In India, homeopathy is totally recognized, is present in many hospitals and universities, and they are making a lot of scientific researches, just like in Scotland and England, the three major countries which are doing Scientific researchers are India, Scotland, and India. In India, there are one million homeopathic doctors. One million. Wow. Because homeopathy is so similar to Ayurvedic medicine, which is the Indian oh, official medicine. Homeopathy is similar to Tibetan medicine, to the Taoist medicine in China, to the Spagyric medicine. There, there are many, many similarities. And you, you studied uh, under an Ayurvedic master, if I'm not I mistaken. Did. I did, I did. When I went to France, I studied at Glem, which was the, uh, a private school held by Dr. Nogier, number one doctor in those days in Europe. He is the one who invented acupuncture on the ear. He is the inventor of the ear acupuncture. And in those days, we could study homeopathy, spagyric, Ayurvedic, diet, psychosomatic medicine, so a holistic approach. And since then, that's what I've been doing my whole life. In USA, unfortunately, today, homeopathy is not that popular anymore, but it was until 1920. In those days, in the States, there were more than 150 homeopathic hospitals all over the States. More than 50 universities where doctors could specialize in homeopathy. Unfortunately, it's not like this anymore in the States. I imagine that probably has a lot to do with how people have health insurance these days. Yeah. Uh, we've covered how the hospital system was taken over and the big, rich families who were responsible for that. But in this day and age in the States, most people's insurance will not cover homeopathy, although there are some yeah. exceptions. You can get chiropractic or you might be able I know. for a while their acupuncture was was approved. But other than that, it's it's tough for yeah. people here. Okay, but remember, until up to 1920, the United States was a leader nation as far as homeopathy was concerned all over the world. Luckily, today, just a few years ago, here in the States, Boron Laboratories, Boron is the largest homeopathic factory in the world, 
opened two labs, one in California and one near Philly, near Philadelphia. So now high quality remedies, homeopathic remedies are available in the United States, thanks to Boron. So, so are these spagyric or can you, no, can you, no, homeopathic. Can you tell, what, what is that? What does that mean specifically? I mean that there is a huge homeopathic laboratory, number one all over the world. The name is Bouaron. It's, it comes from Lyon, from France. And they opened two laboratories in the States. One is in California and one is near Philadelphia. And so they, they make homeopathic remedies and they send you homeopathic remedies all over the States. So, Dr. Lena, does that actually mean that they're making, I don't know if it's medications or remedies is a better word, but these would be remedies that are non-pharmaceutical made from nature? That's right. That's right. I understand. That's right. So, what is homeopathy? As I told you, it's a holistic medicine with a psychosomatic approach. Psychosomatic approach means if you want to take care of your headache, or your gastritis, or whatever, we have to find the reasons why you have that kind of disease. We have to treat the roots, not only the symptoms. So homeopathy has two main laws. The first law is the law of similitude, because they found out, Hahnemann found out, that nature and the whole universe works with similarity. So homeopathy treats a disease by the administration of a very low dose of a remedy. Usually our remedies are plants or minerals, most of them. A very low dose of a remedy that would produce in a healthy person, but in this case in larger amounts, symptoms similar to those of the disease we want to heal. I know it's not easy to understand, but it works. Like, like, we, fighting, like fighting fire with fire? Is, it, is that the idea? Yeah. Uh, an easy sentence is like cures like. It's like the law of attraction. You attract whatever you are. Whatever is inside of you, you will find out there. It's like alchemy when they say that in our little inner world, there is the whole universe. So it's the same thought with different words. So the law of similitude is law number one in homeopathy. For instance, this uh, law is meant to trigger the body's natural defenses and immune system. I give you an example. Let's take onion, for instance. You know onion? Yeah. You have to uh, you have to be uh, careful because onion makes your eyes water and they become red if you get too close to onion. Huh? If you're cutting onion, it's even worse. (laughs) That's why you can cure allergies with homeopathic onion. You understand the law of similarity? You take the onion, 
you work on the Hanyan, as we will see in the second law of homeopathy. And when the Hanyan becomes a homeopathic remedy, it is able to cure, to treat all the symptoms that the real Hanyan is giving you. So the second law is a little difficult. And it's the healing power of homeopathy. It's a power, energy. And the, the name, the word, which is difficult, is potentization. It's a process to potentize, to give power to the homeopathic remedy. Every time you make a dilution of a remedy, for instance, onion or arnica or whatever, whatever plant, whatever mineral you want, you have to make a dilution adding water or alcohol, for example, 1 to 10 or 1 to 100. That's a dilution. But it's not enough. Because the real power of the homeopathic remedy, the real potentization, is when you have to shake the mixture 100 times. If you do not shake, it doesn't work. In shaking, you give power, energy, electromagnetic fields to your remedy. And this remedy, this homeopathic remedy, is different, has different qualities compared to the original plant. So if we are working with arnica, which is very good whenever you have pain in your neck, in your bones, when you hurt yourself, arnica, homeopathic arnica is used all over the world as a cream or as little pills. If you start with the plant, the plant is not homeopathic. The plant is phytotherapy. It's good. I use a lot of phytotherapy, but it's not homeopathy. If you want to change the power of the healing power of Arnica, you need a dilution and a potentization. You have to shake 100 times every time you make a new dilution. So, for example... We make one-tenth, which is one decimal Hahnemann concentration. You shake 100 times. Then you want the second potency. You shake again 100 times. And so on and so forth. Every time you shake 100 times, you give power. You give new electromagnetic fields to your remedy. What do I mean? that the homeopathic arnica or the homeopathic onion or whatever mineral you want to use has different qualities from the plant, from the mineral, from the original plant and mineral. That's why homeopathy is not understandable through chemistry, only through physics, through quantum physics, because homeopathy is pure information. We have at least 100,000 trillion cells, they all need an order. Otherwise, it don't work. It's like traffic. If you stick to the left and I stick to the right, it's a mess. If you pass with a red light, it's a mess. So traffic needs order. 
our body, our trillions and trillion cells, need order. What is giving order to our cells? The electromagnetic field. Remember, we, all of us, we are in a quantum field, which is electromagnetic. Even the plants, even the animals, we are all electromagnetic creatures, all of us. But we are not aware, because nobody tells us about this. That's why homeopathy is not understandable through chemistry, only through physics. And being an information, it's holistic, because even if they are difficult words I want to tell you, the real effect of homeopathy is that homeopathy is an informational systemic therapy. Informational is like music, like the colors, frequencies. And if we get the right frequencies, we are okay. If we produce our own right frequencies, we are okay. We can be healed. But if we produce bad frequencies or are surrounded by bad frequencies, we get ill, we get sick. Systemic, because it's holistic. Any homeopathic remedy works all over you, not just on your symptom. And it's a therapy because it's a, a kind of medicine. Am I clear? Yes. I wanted to ask you, though, um, as you got off onto the electromagnetic ideas, um, in homeopathy, does that mean that, say, a female born in June might be treated differently than a male born in December, if you understand where I'm going? Oh, of course, because homeopathy is a belongs to holistic medicine. We have to give the right remedy for the totality of the symptoms, which includes also when you are born, if you're a man or female, if you are happy or unhappy, that's holistic medicine. We are not treating the disease. We are not treating only the disease. We are treating the whole. Every time you go to a homeopathic doctor, you will be treated as a whole, not as a fragment. I know it's not easy to understand, but it works. I've been working 44 years on this, and it works so good, in such a good way. So homeopathic remedies improve our EMF, electromagnetic fields, in order to balance and to nourish all our cells. Our homeopathic remedies treat, at the same time, our four human levels. The body level, for instance, your liver, your headache, whatever. Then the second is the rational mind, which is good, but sometimes it's a mess. The third level is the emotional mind, your moods, your feelings, your heart. And the fourth level is your energy. Energy is your electromagnetic fields, or we can call quantum level. We all have 
this quantum level because we live in a quantum field. Quantum physics has told us since 100 years ago, 100 years, that we are living in a quantum field. And all the information is traveling so fast that it's unbelievable, even in our body. So now I would like to tell you a few words about a homeopathic appointment. You have to check where is a homeopathic doctor nearby. And this appointment is different from any other kind of visit medical approach that you know up to now. When I talk to my patients, kidding them, I tell it's like a car cutting. And they smile at me, a car cutting? What are you talking about? <laughs> but it's very similar to a car cutting. You understand? I'm not sure I do. Are we saying like a car cutting like a knife? Is that, that what you're saying? Cutting? Yeah. yeah. Okay. When, you, when you have to check all your car, not just the engine, not just the wheel, all of your car. Anyway, anyway, the homeopathic doctor will ask you a number of questions about your health and your life system, your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, not only your disease. And then the homeopathic doctor will prescribe the homeopathic remedy that best matches all of your symptoms all together, not just one symptom. So in this case, he's treating the whole, not only a part. He's not treating the consequences. He's treating the roots of your disease. He's treating the causes. Homeopathy is used nowadays for a wide variety of health issues. Many, many, many. For instance, allergies, migraines, depression, anxiety, premenstrual syndrome, menstrual problems, arthros, arthritis, IBS. IBS is when you have an inflammation in your intestine. Diarrhea, constipation, gastritis, cold, flu, bronchitis, any kind of trouble in your moods, and so on and so forth. Many, 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 many uh, medical issues. You can treat children, newborn babies. You can treat during pregnancy with homeopathic remedies. You can treat women, men, old people, even animals, as I told you before. My own horses back home, I have a few horses. I am in love with animals since when I was a kid. I treat my horses and my dogs with homeopathic remedies all the time. And they respond in such a beautiful way, so fast, just like children. When you treat a child with a homeopathic remedy, you see something magic. It works and it's so quick with children and animals. So many, many people are asking me, but what are the limits of homeopathy? 
Of course, there are, not many, but there are. For instance, if you are in emergency, if you are in danger of dying, in a mortal danger, if you need surgery, in those cases, go to a hospital. They will save your life. Because save a life comes first. Homeopathy will follow. So these are the limits. But if you are aware of the limits, you can handle with no problem so many diseases, so many situations. But you have to remember the holistic approach and the energetic approach. For instance, in Germany, 20 years ago, Professor Papp, he's a teacher of physics at the university in Germany. He has discovered that every single cell of our body is producing biophotons. Photons were discovered by quantum physics 100 years ago, but Papp, Dr. Papp, discovered that we are producing our photons. Our DNA is in charge of producing biophotons. And we are producing trillions and trillions of biophotons in every second. So what's interesting, as far as homeopathy is concerned, when you take a homeopathic remedy, the number of your biophotons increases. Unbelievable. If you're taking something like a poison, the number of your biophotons diminishes, is decreasing. That's unbelievable. But it, it's like this. I'd like to ask a little bit about the biophotons. All right. All right. Um, how, how does the body produce biophotons? And I assume when you say photon, you're literally referring to light. Is that yes, correct? Yes, that's it. That's it. So uh, recent researches have shown that we have two types of DNA. The junk DNA, which is about 90%, and the real working DNA. The real working DNA, everybody knows, because it's your genetic. On the other hand, junk DNA, up to 20 years ago, doctors would say it doesn't work. It's useless. That's the name, junk DNA. But after the pop discovery, discovered uh, biophotons, we understood that the junk DNA is not junk at all. It's producing biophotons because junk DNA is resonating all over your body. It's a resonance. But if you don't understand quantum physics, it's very difficult to understand these words. Biophotons are produced every second, every time in your life. So let, let me ask you, Dr. Lena, in the last episode we did with you, you pointed out um, that the Russians had scientifically proven that the chakras, the chakra system is real, and yes. they proved it using science. So now that we're talking about biophotons, yeah. 
will science recognize that? Is it something that can be measured? Uh, science course. is so materialistic. Biophotons okay. came out of a German university. It is not gossip. It's science. But it's a kind of science that very few scientists know because they're not interested. But if you go on internet with the word biophoton, you will find out that Dr. Pop has worked his whole, his whole life to understand what biophotons are, what they are doing. They are helping our health. If you are in a good health, you have good biophotons. Otherwise not. So if you take a good remedy, phytotherapy, spagyric, homeopathy, uh, herbs, ooh, juices, uh, good diet, minerals, uh, organic products. If you take good remedies, the number of your biophotons increases. But if you get poison, pollution, or whatever, the number of your biophotons decreases and you can measure. It's not philosophy, it's quantum physics. So the Russians found out a very strange phenomenon. Our chakras are real. It's not uh, gossip. In our chakra, every, in every chakra, there is a uh, a source of an electromagnetic field. Plus, there is a number of biophotons, much more than on the other part of your body. Plus, there is a large number of molecule of emotions. It was an American scientist, a lady, who discovered 30 years ago the molecules of emotions. We are producing trillions and trillions molecules of emotions every second. What do I mean? There is a molecule for joy, a molecule for anger, and so on and so forth. And when do they go? Not just in the brain, as we expected. We thought, okay, they go to the brain. They do go to the brain, but they also go to every single cell in your body. What do I mean? Every single cell has awareness, is able to be aware. And these molecules go to the chakras and to the points of acupuncture, much, much more than in any other spot of your body. That's unbelievable, isn't it? It is, but but I would like to add something here. So, you know, what you're basically pointing out is that Western or modern science has finally caught up with what, say, the Indian culture, Ayurvedic medicine, has known for thousands of years, maybe, that the chakras are a real thing. If I'm following you correctly, you're pointing out that there's a frequency associated with each chakra, and for that yes. matter, every yes. cell. That's so it. That, that could be extrapolated out, that if there's a certain frequency, a color could be assigned yeah. and yet this was all known yes. hundreds and hundreds of years ago and to right. me that is amazing right right that's it i know it sounds difficult but if you stop and think of it 
is not that difficult. Well, I'm sitting here thinking about the biophotons. So basically, in a literal sense, what we're saying here is that every human being is a light. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We are light. But when we are sick, we become dark. In order to be light, you have to feel good. That's why holistic medicine wants you to be aware, not just you get rid of your symptom. It's a totally different approach. You can get rid of your symptom, take an aspirin, uh, and then what is changing? But we, if we work on awareness, if we work on the light which is within us, it's a totally different dimension. That's why homeopathy is a growth path for the patient. It's also an encouragement to change your lifestyle. You're not just taking a pill. You have to change your lifestyle, which means diet, movement, positive thinking, good water, and detoxification. Because every year, every person builds up one kilo of toxins, which is two pounds and a half every year. If you do not get rid of those toxins, how can you survive? And our filters are not enough. Because our filters, the liver, kidneys, intestine, lungs, and, and skin, we have five filters. They are so overcrowded, so overloaded by toxins, and they are really in a bad situation. We have to help our filters to clean. But we are also producing mind toxins not just physical toxins. Let's talk about adrenaline and cortisol. Those are even worse. Whenever you are angry, jealous, or you are in bad moods, you are building your disease because you are producing a lot of adrenaline and cortisol. And adrenaline and cortisol have been found in every kind of chronic degenerative disease, any kind, Parkinson, multiple sclerosis, heart attack, all of them. But you are producing your bad emotional poisons. If you change your mind, if you work on awareness, you will not produce that more, that much. You can change yourself. So whenever we have a new client, we try to make him understand that homeopathy is a friendly medicine. I wrote a book, I wrote many books, but one of them, the title is Homeopathy, a Friendly Medicine. Because the homeopathic doctor has an empathetic approach to the patient. And the client is not a stranger, he's a friend. Holistic medicine has this kind of approach to people. You are not a disease. You are a human being. And when you are fine, when you have gotten rid 
of your symptoms, we will work on awareness. That's my method. Through meditation and through visualization and also through homeopathy, uh, phytotherapy and spagyric medicine. But then you will be the one who will heal yourself. You only have to learn. And it's not that difficult. Because visualization, even children are able to do it. And it works. Dr. Lena, so, let, let, let me jump in here real quick. Right. Um, you've been talking about emotions. You've informed us about the so-called emotion molecules and these types of things and how bad mental states and negative emotion can contribute to dis-ease or disease. Um, consider most of us here in the United States where we're surrounded constantly by 24-hour news cycles that are filled with violence and nonsense. So much of the media around us is negative. Do you think that this has a direct effect on the health of human beings? Yeah. In 1974, the same year I took my medical degree in Milan, Italy, in 1974, in California, they made the first university research on emotions. And how do emotions influence our body? Since then, at least 1,000, 1,500 new researches have been done all over the world. And all of these researches prove that, first of all, you have a bad emotion. But not just one second. You have to live with that emotion for a long time. And you just don't know how to handle it. You're lost. For instance, you are full of fear or you are full of anxiety. And even in the past, Ayurvedic medicine, Taoistic medicine, and many, many other ancient medicine, they told, they told us the same words. First, you are in bad moods for a long time, and after that, you will get sick. But now it's scientific. Since 1974, 44 years ago, the American universities started this new research on how bad moods influence your body. And this method now you can find in many universities in Europe, but not more in the States, unfortunately. So you were, you were the ones who found the method, but now if you want to study this method, you have to go to Europe. And there is um, a connection. It's like internet all over our body. And so all our body is connected. It is never disconnected, never. And they call it, the name is uh, psycho, neuro, endocrino, immune system, P-N-E-I. So if a doctor wants to specialize in P 
PMEI, he has to go to Europe. But the first research was made in the States 44 years ago. Unbelievable. Dr. Lena, I'd like to ask you a question. Um, we do have a little bit of time here um, before we finish out the first hour, but I wanted to ask you, are you familiar with the work of Masaru Emoto, Dr. Emoto from Japan, who put forward that human emotion could be embedded in water and other yeah. things like that? Because oh. that would play specifically into the idea of emotion in the way we're talking about it. So I just wanted to ask, are you familiar with this work? Yeah. I am, I am. I went to a few conferences when he came to Italy. So, he proves that emotions are not just in your body, are not just in your mind, but they travel. They travel out of you. For instance, if you are in a couple, you have a beloved, your emotions influence your beloved, and vice versa. Your emotions influence your dog, your cat, your flower, because emotion is a frequency, is a brain wave. When you go to the hospital and they check your brain, what is it? What are those waves? Frequencies, electromagnetic fields. So if you have good moods, good emotions, the way you influence the universe or you influence out of you has a good frequency. And even water can, how would you say, water would absorb, receive, absorb, yeah, receive. Or hold, right. Okay. So it depends on you. You are the one who is the master of your emotions. You are the one. It's up to you. But remember, if you keep on producing bad emotions, you are producing bad frequencies. You are producing a lot of adrenaline and cortisol. You are due to have a heart attack, which is the number one cause of death in the States and in Europe as well. So that's the connection between emotions and human body. I'd like to point something out before we move on here. Um, there's a lot of people who don't think there's any efficacy to some of these ideas about emotion. But as you pointed out earlier, the Russians proving the chakras are real. What Dr. Emoto did completely confirms what you've put forward about emotional states and how it can affect disease. But he did it scientifically. So I just wanted to put that out there. People who want to look up Dr. Emoto's work and correspond it with what Dr. Lena has told us today can look up Masaru Emoto. Anyhow, go ahead, Dr. Lena. Yes. Emotions are the real source of life, but at the same time, they can be the real source of disease. But remember, you are the master of your moods. You have to handle your moods. You have to learn how to handle. That's why holistic medicine is so helpful. Holistic medicine is interested in you as a human being, not as a disease. And we holistic doctors, we know that if you have produced a disease, you sure have difficulties, problems, 
bad moves, but not one second, not one week, for a long time. And since we are scientists, we know that you have been producing bad hormones inside of your body. That's where you're building your disease every day. You are doing. Of course, there is also pollution. There is also many, many, many problems all, all over. But if you are in a good health, you can respond in a good way. If you are in a bad health, your frequencies are low. It's like the battery of your car. If the battery is low, your car doesn't move. Every single cell of your body has a little tiny battery. We know the frequency, which is from 0.1 up to 1000 hertz. You can measure. We also know the intensity of the magnetic field of each cell in our body, which is 0.5 Gauss. By the way, is the same intensity of the magnetic field of the Earth. In other words, our Mother Earth is nurturing us, is feeding us with her magnetic field. So life is a matter of energy. Thoughts are energy. Even your diseases are energy. That's the quantum approach. It's not a coincidence that you have that specific kind of disease. Just to give you an example, many, many people suffer from headache. They've been taking pills and pills all their life. When they come to me, I tell them, you have not been cured at all. You have not been treated at all. You have only tried to reduce the pain. Have you ever tried to find out the reason why you have headache? It sounds strange, but it works like this. If you want to heal from headache, you have to heal your bad moods, your lifestyle, your diet, your movement. So that's a way out. The only way out is you take care of yourself. If you're ready, much is possible. Not all, but much. But many people don't have the idea that you have to take care of yourself. So we have to tell them. It's about time. You have to take care of yourself. If you agree, okay, we walk together. So holistic medicine becomes a growth path. You grow. You understand much, much more about yourself. You become more aware. You know how to work on your energy. You know how to work on your moods. And of course, if you need surgery, okay. You go to the hospital and they will give you surgery. So in this way, there is no contrast between natural medicine and 
official medicine. We have to cooperate. We have to work together to help people to be healed much faster. So this is my final thought. I hope that what we know as far as holistic doctors are concerned could be shared with hospitals, with universities, because we both same, we both are saying just about the same thing, but in different words. So it's a hope. I've been working on this for 44 years. How to communicate, how to share this vision with our colleagues, with our fellow doctors who are working in the hospitals. I was teaching my students. My students were medical doctors, pharmacists, and vets over 20 years. I was teaching them to cooperate with local doctors, talk to them, because we are doing just about the same job with different words, with different methods. But what we are really concerned is life how to improve life, not just get rid of symptoms. This is my last thought. Dr. Lena, um, we're going to wrap up the first hour so that we can prepare and come back for hour two, where we will, in fact, be able to discuss more tabooed topics. The average person listening to this, there's a lot here. How many people out there understand that provably human beings can actually be a light in this world? How many people have ever considered that negative moods and negative ideas can actually contribute to the diseases that we all have to deal with in this life. For that matter, how many people have ever considered that every year you're alive, there's actually a weighable amount of toxins that have accumulated in your body. But when we come back for hour two, we're going to address many things that we could not in hour one. I want to thank Dr. Lena, and I want to urge people to show up at Crow 777 Radio. Dot com, which is a free speech zone where we can talk about anything in this world. And we do talk about anything in this world. At any rate, I'm not sure what episode this will actually be. So it will be appended. The episode number will be appended to the introduction. And again, I hope to see you all over at Crow777Radio.com for the second hour of this very important episode. There it is, man. Cheers. <laughs>